This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. In this episode of Entrepreneurs Get Visible, uh, this is part of my celebration series for reaching 100 episodes. On this episode, I'm bringing together lots of my guests and their pearls of wisdom that they have shared on this show. And my goodness, when they're all together, I think you'll find this incredibly motivating and inspiring. So on this show today, you'll be hearing from Shah Wasmund, Jojo Graham, Lucy Makara, Joe Swan, Emma Sturk. You'll be hearing from Gemma Went, Andy Lapata, Ruth Kudzi. You'll be hearing from Natalie Trice, Sean Cara, Fidel Bohill, Brad Burton, Ryan Hartley, Teresa Brooks, Estelle Kieber, Chris and Jude Wharton, and Teresa Brooks. Now, these are all people who are movers, shakers, and action takers. And if you know that you want to get out there and get more visible, I want you to know that my master mastermind, my action taker mastermind is now open by application only. If you would like to apply, head over to www.annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash mastermind and get your application form in. I am really excited to share this episode with you. I think it's going to lift you. I think it's going to give you all sorts of advice that could transform your business. Let's get on with what my guests have had to say. I think if they're struggling to build relationships, number one is look at what time you're investing into it and whether the way you're trying to do it suits you or suits the person you're trying to build the relationship with. Mm -hmm. There's no point trying to build a relationship by email with someone who never reads their email and is swamped by it. There's no point trying to engage with them on LinkedIn if they only ever use Twitter. So you need to play in their playground if, if, if you want to build that relationship and you need to invest some time into it. The second point, I think, is the one that you've stressed about not making it all about yourself and show a real interest in them. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier about genuinely listening. You asked me, how do you stand out? Genuinely show an interest in other people. I, 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 am, I loathe events where people tell you, ask this complete stranger what you can do to help them. And where people meet you for the first time and they say, what can I do for you? Get to know them. Get to the point where you care before you ask that question. But invest some time in getting to know people and getting to care about them. And then the third was was have some focus on the key stakeholders, the key people you want to engage with and make sure you're consistent, you vary your approach and you stay in touch. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of different ways that you can do that. I call them touch points. When you first meet someone, you want to accelerate those touch points and be visible and so that you get that from recognized to know quite quickly. Mm. Uh, and then when you get into the like and trust element, you might scale it back so you're not stalking them. Guess what? There'll be someone looking back wistfully about what you're doing, thinking that I wish they could. So don't take anything for granted. Your success or failure from this moment forward, your life is one decision away from a completely different future. When this is all over and it will be over, is that there'll be two columns, one with losers, one with winners. And actually, if you want to be a winner on that winner's column, then you need to make the decisions right now and don't allow those decisions to be made for you. 
And the website is very important in terms of signposting, taking payments, showing your brand online, really getting that kind of brand recognition out there. And a website can really be leveraged to be your kind of main income machine, really. That's why it's so important, especially with something like a passive income, where you can run a membership site, uh, but also you can take one-off payments through websites, you can sell physical products, you can sell digital products. A website is very important for today's modern online business. I think as well that people are very quick to make decisions these days as well. And so the importance of having a really good looking and functioning nicely website is even more important now. I think a few years ago, you could get away with having a website and as long as it was there and looked okay, people would sort of muddle around and try and find what they wanted on it. But I think if people go into a website now, they expect it to look good straight away. They expect it to be really clear where they need to click to find what they're looking for. And if your website isn't clear and it isn't really easy to navigate around, I think people just jump straight away off to another site of your competitor that looks better and does what they want it to more quickly. I guess the first step is to just like give yourself a little business audit, I suppose. So, you know, look at all, maybe start with your data, first of all, because that's a legal requirement. So, you know, you can grab a blank piece of paper and look at what information you collect or information you process and ask yourself whether you are upfront with your clients about what you're doing with it and whether you're protecting it properly. So check the data. The second one is probably to look at how you're managing client expectations. So, you know, have you got an agreement in place and are you confident with it? So are you confident about the terms of what you're delivering and when, how you're getting paid and when, and what happens when things go wrong? They're sort of the key things to to maybe review. And then what else would be the third one? It's just to have an overall audit of, of what you're doing within your business. So what are your risks? So, you know, if you, if you can, you know, take a step back and say, what is the worst thing that can happen in my business? Is it that I don't get clients? Is it that I lose, you know, my database? Is it that I, somebody asks for a refund? You know, you might be, it might be something else. So if you're a, a designer, is it that like your website goes down or, because then you need to check that you've got supplier agreements with somebody else. So what is the worst thing that can happen in your business? And and what do you have in place to protect it? We didn't choose to, you know, we didn't choose to become the people that we've become. Like Facebook, the Facebook group, we started it as two mums that just wanted to help people. And we've realized that we do have to take opportunities with the press if we want our message to reach a wider audience. And by doing that, we know we're putting ourselves out there in a more public domain, whether I'm on a Facebook group or whether I'm on the front cover of a magazine. There's always going to be somebody who is going to have something negative Mm -hmm. to say. And I think you have to weigh up the pros and the cons. Because like you say, we are real people. Just because we're on, like, you know, we're in Forbes magazine, just because we're on different magazines, you know, it, it, we're still the same people mm-hmm. and we, we feel exactly the same. So yes, it does toughen you up. Yes, you do have to become a little bit thicker skinned and think, you know, these people are a minority. That's what you need to remember. You need to weigh up the pros and the cons. But yeah, I think it's especially like you say, sharing. And But at the end of the day, yes, it does hurt and people don't have the right to do that. And yes, we do talk about it because we want other people to realise, you know, it doesn't matter at what point you're at in business you're always going to get people who are going to attack you. So like you say, you have to make that choice. Are you going to let them attack you and you're going to become a victim or are you going to 
continue, survive and conquer because mm-hmm. I know what I'm going to do. When people come over to your Instagram account, they need to know instantly what it is that you do. I know I spend a second, literally, it's a split second. If I go over, I see a picture I like, I'll think, I'll go and check out their account. I go to their account. If I don't instantly know what it is that they do, I'm like losing interest at that point. I like, like everybody likes ease. Everyone wants something quick, fast yesterday. So the easier you can make that for people, the more of an impact you're going to have. So yeah, especially your bio is something that you really should um, make sure that you've got key. It's one of the foundations, I think, to having a successful Instagram account is making sure that people know exactly what it is that you do. Self-awareness is critical on both sides, positives and negatives. What's bad? What don't you like? What are you rubbish at? What are you kidding yourself about? You know, what lies are you telling yourself? So write, write all of that negative stuff down. Like, you know, people shy away from negativity all the time. Um, and I, I, it's, it's, I think it's you've got to acknowledge it. Like, not everything is all roses. And, yeah. like, you have to acknowledge it and you have to have that level of self-awareness. So get all of that stuff out. Then flip that over. What am I good at? What do I enjoy doing? What do I love? What inspires me? Um, what are all the great things? What do I? What am I really, really good at? What do, What do people want to talk to me about? What do I enjoy talking about? Uh, that That list of of my list is what do I have to offer the world? And that's a list of sort of skills, talents, positive elements of, of your personality, and things like that. Then you can shorten that list by looking at that list and going, okay, and what are those things? What do those? What out of those? things do I enjoy doing the most and then you've got a really short list uh, four or five things that you enjoy doing the most that you're also really good at that you have to offer the world and then you can look at that list and go which one of these things can I make some money out of so first of all I would check in on how important it is to be consistent in the area they're thinking of and if they're not thinking of an area if they're thinking I just want to be consistent and I would choose kind of the the top two or three areas where it really makes a difference in your business to be consistent, i.e. revenue, um, showing up consistently for your audience and consistent lead generation. Like for me, those are the three things that you absolutely have to get right. Um, so really feeling into those things and thinking about, okay, what feels good for me in terms of turning up and being consistent in this area? Because I think I can teach how I'm consistent all the time, right? Well, that feels good for me. I'm teaching it to someone else and they're like, they're trying to copy that, but it's not in alignment. It's, it's never going to work for them. So it's about thinking of, a, taking all of the advice and then thinking about a way in each of those areas that feels really, really congruent and aligned with them and fun and something they're going to stick with. And then coming up with a strategy in each area that's going to enable them to to stay on course. So consistency is all about creating new patterns of behavior, right? And sticking to it. They say you need 21 days to to create a habit. I think it's more likely 30, probably 60, but I, I tend to go for 30. So for me, when I want to create a new pattern of behavior, what I try to do is find an existing pattern that I love and I'm doing really, really well and add the new behavior to the end of that. Because that reminds me that I have to do that thing. And it just becomes part of that pattern. So anchoring has been an amazing thing for me in my personal life and in business. I think for my clients, one of the things that I teach them is always being aware of 
the goal, the vision and being moving towards that. Because a lot of my clients, just like I do, right? They have the plan, they know what they have to do and they go off in another direction or they start thinking about something else. And for me, it's like consistently reminding yourself of what that goal is. So having an alarm or having some kind of reminder to check in, is this thing you're doing right now moving the needle? Is this thing you're doing right now helping you to reach your future goal? Because we can all get so caught up in past thinking and past patterns and stuff that we're not doing. So having that reminder, and I do it as well, it's a really useful tool to just go, is this thing right now moving you towards your goal? Nope. And then you need to course correct and then crack on. Yeah. So you're doing it for a reason. What is that reason? What is at the core of you of why you're doing this? Is it because you've overcome some adversity yourself and you are now wanting to help others that have been in that situation? Is it because actual circumstances meant that you had to quit corporate world and therefore you've had to create this new path for yourself? Why are you doing what you're doing? And really think about how that connects to your business and just try and write that down as a kind of a timeline, if you like, of events. So think about what has led you to doing it and what the big mission is and where you're going with it. So you've got to get your story straight first. The second thing is, you then need to really, really be conscious of what media is right for you because not all media is going to be necessarily right for you. So the next thing is to really kind of engage yourself with the media that you want to be in. And that's just about doing a bit of research and just really, really connecting with that media. And you've got to be able to imagine yourself in that press. So if it's a magazine, if it's a magazine that you read every month and you think, oh my God, I would love to be in this magazine, literally buy the magazine, read it, every month for a few months, post-it note, the pages where you think, do you know what? I could actually add some value here, whether it's some tips, you see that they do a regular tips column, whether they do a regular interview, um, you know, have a look and see what sort of types of content they produce and literally imagine where you fit into it. So I'd really niche it down rather than a sort of blanket approach. And then I think the other thing is just to think about what opportunities are out there So think about the timely opportunities that you get throughout the year and just how you could perhaps connect with those or look at what's going on in the news and how you could attach yourself to it. So be really aware of how you fit in that bigger picture as well. Do it even when you're scared. If anyone else is feeling worried about being visible, it's making it bigger than yourself. Like if you've got a purpose, if you've got a mission, and if you really do want to make that impact in this world, then it's not about you. And you almost have a duty to show up. And when you feel like you have that duty to show up, then it doesn't even come into your mind. Like I show up every single day because it's normal now and it has become a habit. But also I know if I don't show up, And if I don't grow my business and my empire, then I'm not supporting people. I'm not solving problems and I'm not making a difference in this world that I know I can actually make. And then the third piece of advice I would say would be probably to go back to understanding your client and understanding the person that you actually want to help. Because I don't think we do enough of this at the beginning of our business. We might do an ideal client exercise and, you know, we'll touch the surface. But when you understand those five things that I shared, the fears, the limiting beliefs, the pain, the problem, the desires, you really, really understand where that person is at right now. That's when you can go out and help them. And that's what we want to do. Okay. Well, I mean, I would say if you want to become more visible, write and publish a book for a start. But I would say, make sure that you 
kind of do due diligence on how you're going to get it done first. I would say get help with the planning stage because the positioning and the planning is absolutely key. And I would say quite possibly work with a coach or a mentor on that stage, if no other. I would say then write your book to, you know, to very kind of clear specifications, knowing what you want to get out of it. And then use whatever way you go, use professionals to get your book created and published. Don't think that you can sort of wing it or cut corners because it just isn't worth it. You will get your investment back in both the time and money you spend on on your book by it representing you and getting you and your name and your business out there. But if it's looking, you know, if it looks less than professional, mm. it won't be as, uh, as good for you. When you're thinking about getting visible, think about where your ideal client is, because there's no point being visible if they're not there. Second of all, do something that challenges you, but doesn't take you too far out of your comfort zone. So if video terrifies you, start with audio or start with writing. And the third thing, you know what I'm going to say, be consistent. So if you're saying, okay, I'm going to write a blog every week, write a blog every week, or I'm going to do a podcast every week, do a podcast every week. That comes from Amy Porterfield, by the way. I did steal that from her. She says one piece of original content every week and you're sorted. And it's done pretty well for her, hasn't it? Do you know what? I think that negativity is just so loud, you know, especially places like Facebook where that kind of community conversation gets in and you just hear people's values and opinions and negativity is really loud. It's overwhelming. The news, it stands for negative events, weather and sport because it's just so overwhelming. And and for me, I say get loud because I represent positivity. I rep everything I put out. I, I, write, I try and keep around, you know, three things, you know, inspiring, educational or fun. You know, and I like to think that with every post I put out, I'm intentional to simply try and improve someone's day, even just a little bit. Um, and that's what I mean about get loud, because I I have no worries about putting good out into the in the world. In fact, I think the louder that I can get, you've got to show up. So whether you're going to show up by creating a podcast or doing Facebook lives or writing blog posts, which by the way aren't dead, whatever your platform of choice is, go all in and show up consistently. You can't just show up once and expect everyone to come running towards you. You can't do it twice or even 103 times. You've literally got to go all in for two to three years. And this is where this industry goes wrong. We purport this overnight success. It is not possible. There is no such thing as effortless income. That is a bullshit lie. But also, whatever happened to it being wrong to make an effort? If you love what you do, you should want to make an effort in what you're doing. And just don't expect that the results are going to come in overnight because they won't. But if you stick with it when everybody else is falling back, if yeah. you stick with it when everyone else is giving up, if you stick with it because you remember this podcast and you remember hearing me saying, just stick with it because most people won't, you will win the race. You need to put yourself out there. This is you going out and reaching out to other people in their Facebook groups, on their podcasts, like putting yourself in front of other people's audiences too, not just creating your own, but taking the value that you give to your audience and finding other people's audiences where it would be valuable. Mm. And remember that last bit, where it would be valuable. Don't just randomly scattergun approach a hundred people to join their podcast or be featured with a Facebook live with them. If you haven't even done any research on it. It's got to be strategic. It has 
to be strategic, yeah. but it has to be meaningful for the other person too. It starts with your values, right? It starts with knowing who you are and what is important to you and why. And figuring that out. So like when I, when I did my coach training, I did a lot of deep values work and I still do. And it's just literally your linchpin of everything. So when you know what values you hold, they're like the core of you. And then you know what you stand for and you know what's important and you know what's not important. And then you can start thinking about, well, what can I build around this? I've got my values. I want a business. What's the purpose of my business? What's the point? It's like you've got to know what you want, not just what the business is going to produce and how it's going to use to produce. You've got to know what you want. So you've got to do some some vision work, really, and some purpose work, which will be driven from your values, which will you know come out of your values. And once you've established that, you know it's got to have you've got to have the passion in there as well. You've got to want to do it. Don't do it for anybody else. Don't do it because somebody thinks you'll do it or you should be good at it or don't think oh I should be doing this by now forget all that stuff and go back to basics and figure out you know who you are what's important to you what you want for your actual life and what your passion is and and how you could build those things together what that vehicle of business might be that will help you to achieve that and and stick on the right track and, and keep it simple don't get too complicated start where you're at and leverage every single thing, every single step along the way. So I always knew that I was meant for something big, but if I'd looked at going from where I was to where I am now, it would have been so daunting and I would never, ever, ever have seen the A to Z. Like, but what I did know how to do was take the next positive step in the right direction. So one easy example I can give you is like the media that I've done now. I've been featured in Forbes, actually in Money, I've had media features with Sir Richard Branson, Elon Musk, Gary Vee, big, 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 big names. But it didn't start out like that. Where I started was I was on my local radio show. I was in my local newspaper. I was featured on a blog. And I would take those images, those media logos, and I would share with everybody who would listen. Like I would celebrate, like I'm doing this awesome thing. And I started in Newcastle, then I grew through the UK, and then it went global. So I always recommend just start with where you're at and celebrate that show your audience what it is you're doing and then you're going to continue to grow from there and eventually you'll get to where you want to go I think it sounds really cheesy but listen to your gut your gut is never wrong your intuition will know if you keep getting a message through oh maybe I should do this offering maybe I should create this service like people are asking for it do it So I think, first of all, obviously listen to your gut. Second of all, ask your audience. Seriously, just put together, I know it sounds really daunting, like, oh, this market research, but it can literally just be a survey monkey. And if, especially if you've got groups or an email list and obviously incentivize them, we do that a lot. You know, we incentivize people to give feedback and just normally give them a voucher or something for free, but ask them what, what are they struggling with? What do they need right now? Like what would make their life easier? What's keeping them up at night? What I think I would hope is that we can maybe take away some of the pretense that social media encourages that life is perfect because we all know that it's not. Mm. And at this time, I think it's not about showing up and showing off. It's about showing up and being you. So if you are struggling, being honest that you're struggling. 
Oh my goodness, so many pearls of wisdom in today's episode. And as we are rounding off the intensive celebrations for my 100 episodes of Entrepreneurs Get Visible, I want to share with you who is the winner of my competition to come on this show. So I gave many listeners the opportunity to get featured on this show. And in order to do so, you had to supply me with some audio to potentially use on this show or not. And some of it was used in my earlier episode on the actual 100th to give back to my listeners. And I want you to know that the person who has won is, wait for it, drumroll please, the person who has won who's coming on as a guest on my show is Gemma James. So congratulations, Gemma, and I cannot wait to feature you and your work on my show. And before we wrap up, if you have enjoyed any of my content, I would love for you to share it with just one person because that way we can get that message out there one person at a time. So think who you could share this with, who needs to hear the message inside this podcast. And this particular episode has all sorts of pearls of wisdom. And I want to just leave you by reminding you that the doors to my mastermind are now open. You can find the link in the show notes or head over to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash mastermind. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.